Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Mel and I'm Trish and, and this, this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as oh, you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. I think that was mine. Hi, 50-ishers. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 like us. We are not slowing down. We are not putting on the handbrake. We are thriving and attempting to live our best lives and having a damn good time on the way. We are having a damn good time. Mm, we yeah, lean we into a damn good time. Yeah, right? we do. We do. We love a laugh along the way, Trish. Love it. Yeah. So we had lots of amazing feedback about our recent two-part episode with psychic Julia George. So Rebecca wrote in and said, absolutely love Julia George. After your episode, I went and had a reading with her and she was spot on. Not only that, she's a beautiful, special soul and I love watching her Instagram stories too. Yes, I do too. Yeah, I, I play along with her on Instagram. What does she good. do on stories? Well, so... it's just she does a lot of information on kind of the lunar cycle or you okay. know, like Mercury, Mercury in retrograde, and little tidbits like that. Okay, and yeah, okay. and just she's got a fun humour as well. Oh, so, good, I yeah. like that. I do look at her feed, but don't tend to get on stories, so I must, yeah, I yeah. must take note of that. Joe also wrote in and said, Julia has the most amazing gift. I've had a couple of readings with her and always recommend her to others wanting clarity and guidance. So, Trish, I think it's time. I think I need to bite the bullet and make a yeah. booking and well, have a reading. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Loved it. And she was so spot on. With, mm. Yeah. And left feeling lighthearted, it's okay, it's all going to be okay, mm, mm. it's good. Which is why we called our episode, yeah. it's, everything's going to be okay, because yeah. most people, as she said, go yeah. seeking clarity. So interesting, like, looking, at, so I showed her some photos, which is one of her strengths, and nailing the personality traits 
of the people in the photos. Mm. Like uncannily nailing mm. their... It's such a gift, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's such a gift. Yeah. I don't have a gift She like doesn't that. know them but mm. nail their personality types, their mm. idiosyncrasies. Yeah, You're making amazing. me more and more curious now. Mm. Yeah. No, it's mm. good. It's good fun. So, Trish, last month we introduced a new segment to the podcast, The Extraordinary in the Ordinary, Getting to Know Our Tribe, which champions the so-called ordinary woman living amongst us, flying under the radar but always with an amazing story to tell. And we're pretty proud of this. We have been talking about it since, you know, the inception of this podcast yeah. and now we're actually making that little part happen. I actually think it gives people a little bit of a rite of passage or kind of almost gives them like their own approval to go, okay, I can do this. Whereas so often we think we're not special enough or I, mm. my story is not enough. But I think by framing it this way, people yeah. go, oh yeah, I can tell my story. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So today we had some special time with another extraordinary woman who is anything but ordinary. Oh, my gosh. Her name's Annabelle Tully. Annabelle was born and bred in Brookfield in Brisbane but now lives a 1,000 kilometres west of Brisbane, which is extraordinary to me. Oh, so extraordinary. I mean, I mean, here I say I live rural, remote. <laughs> and we kind of played played up on that, didn't we, Trish? Like we did. Time during we, did take, with her. we did take the piss out of me a little. We did. Uh, we did. <laughs> no. It's really about my turn, though, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But wasn't she a treasure? Oh, my she, gosh. She, has, she really does have an amazing story. Formidable, um, capable. Yeah. Just Get it done, make it happen, no nonsense. But has also. But also has faced so much. Oh, yeah. And yeah. loves nonsense and yeah. a bit of fun. And we love that too. Love that too. We're always she also <laughs> leans into a good time. Yeah, she does. And I love the fact that we have had, so Kelly Lowry was our first guest on this particular segment and now Annabelle, and they are listeners of the podcast yes. as well. So these women, they listen, they are literally part of part of our tribe and we yeah. absolutely love that. So I love it. Connecting it, sharing each other's stories. Mm. That, that's what we always wanted to do and I love that we're doing that. Here's Annabelle Tully. Welcome to Don't Give a 50 podcast. Now, I must say, Annabelle and I were fast friends. So we met through our daughters and at a Stuart Home Mother's Day lunch. Maybe I should leave the Stuart Home part out of it. I don't know. But she is an amazing woman. And when I met her, you know when you meet people and you just go, mm. yeah, we connect. Yeah, I like We're the be fast friends. I like the fast friends. Fast friends. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And when you meet people that you really connect with, you go, okay, you just click. We just got to cut that. We're going to be fast friends. Yep, love it. I hope she felt the same way. <laughs> I don't think I had much choice. No, no. come on, tell <laughs> us. A tell, lot of you people, can you can <laughs> tell me, Annabelle. You can tell me. A lot of people feel the same way. They get creepy stalker vibes because <laughs> I, I fall very quickly. You do. Mind you, I fall quickly as well. How are you today? Yeah, fabulous. Good. Every good. day I'm fabulous. Good girl. Good girl. Thanks for coming into our little shoebox studio. We're really happy to have you here with us. But we want to start with a highlight reel, which is what we do with a lot of our guests. So how does a girl from Brisbane, who's born and bred in Brisbane, end up living 1,000 kilometres west of Brisbane? Yeah, you're then to now, the highlight reel. I guess I grew up in the western suburbs of Brisbane, out of Brookfield, and had two brothers, so I was very much a tomboy. Always had dirt under my fingernails, race 
racing the BMX track, swimming in dams, having a great old time. So when I did my work experience in year 10 <laughs> in a similar little shoebox to this in architecture and I just felt like a caged lion and so I started to look for other things and ended up finding a job as a, a governess and for those, it's not <laughs> like how do you solve a problem like Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Damn. picture that at yeah. all. It's, yeah. You weren't in the Swiss Alps. No, I there was, was no not. handsome. No, no yeah, handsome okay. Hans or anything. Although there were lots of handsome ha cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I ended up taking a job uh, out west, as we call it in in Queensland, and landed myself on a fabulous sheep and or sheep station. It was at that stage. I had two boys under my care, teaching school of the air. Okay. Distance yep. education, what everybody had to do through COVID. That's what we do all the time. Mm. So landed myself in a fabulous family. I've been mates with them ever since. Oh, it was so like, cute. and my boss said to me, you've taken to this like, you know, a duck does to water. And mm. I just, yeah, came back and did my teaching degree. Got straight back out every every weekend whenever I possibly could. Went teaching out to Charleville, based myself there. And I guess if you talk about, you know, the quick reels you know mm. I about every 10 years I like to change so yeah. I did 10, yep. 10 years of teaching mm. 10 years of working as a professional artist slash raising my kids uh, our, our our kids yeah. our, our we know wedding, what you mean our kids can uh, I just ask professional <laughs> artist yeah, what I'm what interested. was your art like what is your so it still is I guess it I'd love I guess it was my way so part of that transition from teaching into I guess being a professional artist mum involved falling in love with a, a country boy and being immersed into a, a very old traditional family Mm. that had been in the district for many, many, many years. So like they were, they were you know, one, Generational. Of, the first, one yeah. of the first landholders there. So In Charleville? No. We're still Quilpie. in Charleville? No. In Quilpie. So we've, we've gone, gone Quilpie. further Further out. west. Further west. Yes. Okay. So I used to travel the Mulga Mile every weekend, which is a stretch I don't even of, know what that is. So Mulga is a type of tree. Yes, yes, I do know Acacia, that. Acacia. Yes. And it's, yep. I call it the Mulga Mile. It's 200 kilometres of straight road. With nothing. With nothing except a gorgeous man at the end. Oh, happy days. Mm. So what were we talking about? Art. Yes. So, yes. so finding <laughs> so my like way of connecting. Painting, drawing, yeah. So when you're involved, when you're sort of immersed or land yourself in someone else's life where mm. I don't have my own friends, mm. I don't have my own lifestyle, it's all new to me. So I tried to find a way where, and I guess I've always had a strong connection to to nature and to country wherever I've been. I guess that could have started with growing up at Brookfield, perhaps. Because yes. mm. um, that would have been quite rural at the time. For oh, Brisbane. it was. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I we say rural. It, cause we always joke because I say that I live rural I and remote. So but I'm only in loving this. West. And not, about, even a, uh, not even 100 kilometres west of Brisbane. I'm so loving that you live a 1,000 kilometres west of Brisbane because Trish always says, I live remotely. I live rural. But I don't. Okay. But it is tongue-in-cheek. I can say that, but I can't say it in front of Annabelle. No. She just looks at me like, <laughs> are, you, are you 50 and kidding me? Yeah, or are you townie, as my husband yeah. calls me, because he's a farmer. Yeah, right. Anyway, let's go back to you. So you were in Quilpie... Yes, so yeah, ended up on a on a sheep and cattle station. Sorry, we're talking about we're talking art. About, oh so gosh, we're going round and round. Art. It's all right. So yes, that was my way happens. of getting connecting to my new landscape and my new family. I actually did a whole series of my first exhibition was a whole series of artworks based on the Tully family 
legends. Really. So we're talking wow. about painting. Yes. So you're not yes. a trained artist. It's just something that comes no. naturally to I'm you. Just always. Were you teaching art as a teacher, or were no. were you a primary teacher? No, okay, so you do everything as a primary. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you just happen to have this other amazing skill, just sort of mm. lurking it's there, there, and then yeah. So I think yeah, if I you, I think if that. you're creative, yeah, you're always creative. Yeah. And right. I, I always have a little tussle with people because I say, oh, I can't draw a stick figure. I said, okay, but are you creative with words? Can you cook? Do you love your garden? Can you tell a good yarn? You're creative. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Mm. I have a degree in creative writing mm. and day one of my degree, because I remember sitting there thinking I had, well, I had full imposter syndrome. Sitting there, I was in my 40s, sitting there thinking, I'm fucking not creative. What the hell am I mm. doing here? And the lecturer got up and said, there's probably some of you sitting here thinking I'm not creative. Every single person in this room is creative. So I can't draw a stick figure to save myself. I but I can. I'm not too bad with a written word. Well, but that's, that's it. That's the extent of my creativity, I think. No, I would argue that it morphs into other ways. Yeah, I Possibly. think so. You love, it. You love fashion. I do love fashion. <laughs> I don't think I'm creative there either. But and maybe, I'll give it a crack. maybe could I just perhaps say the spoken word? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah you, yeah. Can, you, can, you can. Damn straight you can. Damn straight I've, you can. I've yeah. only met you for five minutes, but I reckon you've got your all over yeah. that too. She can have a chat. Yeah. She gives good chats. I'm working with my strengths, as were you mm. at the time. So mm. tell us. And I think it was always a way to manage or build resilience, and I hate that word, but mm -hmm. it is so important when you live remotely and you are in the bush, you have to know how to react. You have to know how to learn from the changes of drought, you know, mm. the what the, the weather throws at you. Yep. And I think finding a way to earn some money during those tough times. And oh, I okay. guess I guess find my own story yeah. too. Of course. That yes. wasn't the tally generations yes, yes. that have been going on for years. Because that was years. obviously a very strong influence in your life. Yeah. Oh, huge. Mm. And, and I think, you know, it's like being your own main character. Mm. You know, it's like I'm going to be the main character in this story rather than being the, you know, the supporting mm. act, mm. so to speak. I like, Sometimes I, I feel like, like that, that metaphor. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know where it came from. But I just say I'm the boss, not the yeah. TIC. Oh, I love it. Yes. Oh, we love I that. I say you're the boss over at the shed. You're in the house now. I'm the boss here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I like to think I'm boss everywhere. But yeah, I'm good on really, you. I'm not really. Mm. Yeah, so I, I guess. I reckon you would be. Yeah. Yeah, so that's finding different ways to. I'm very good at getting things happening. Like I'm very good at and I'm learning to accept what, you know, as you say, build on your strengths and work with your strengths. Mm. And I think why I've changed so many times over the years, because I, I get excited about change. I've got a lovely, stable home. Yeah, nice. With a husband that's a rock and he's fabulous. And in our country, we say they're mile. He's a mile kind of a fellow. Are you familiar with that term? No, I have not. Mile means it's like a scrubber ball that's out the back that that's where they like to stay. You know, oh, they're more than yes, happy. You yes. say someone's mile. Yeah. So he's more than happy not to see people. But oh, it sounds like my husband. Oh my gosh, and <laughs> yeah. mine. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. exactly And they're all the connected to the country. Yeah. 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 There you go. Mm, there interesting. You go. So we were talking about your art and how you like mm. to change every ten years. So mm. you've mm. you're out in Quilpie. You're finding your own niche mm. by doing your art, mm. and mm. I think you're teaching at the same time. So I was teaching, and I guess teaching sort of stopped 
when the babies started yes. happening. So yeah. because my closest school is, is an hour away, so that didn't kind of work when we were living on the station. So, so did your kids, like when they were going to school, like mm. primary school, did they do that hour trip or were they school of the They air? would more often than not still be in their pyjamas. They would walk about 30 metres across to another little hut. Yeah. Yep. And that's where me, I would teach, or more often than not we had a, a, a govy governess like I was talking about. Yes. Not yes. in the Swiss Alps kind of govy. Yeah. Who supervises yeah, homeschooling. Just yeah. like yeah. everyone had to do in, in COVID. And we laughed during COVID. Oh, oh my God, it's terrible. I've got to teach my kids. Like, yeah, this mm. is what we've been doing oh all our lives. My gosh, so yes. can you just orient all of us, our yeah. 50-ish tribe, everyone that's listening, about sure. like Quilpie, where your property is in relation to Quilpie sure. and what town the school was in? So if you picture, I'm a, obviously a visual learner, but I'll try and do mm-hmm. the words with it as well. So Brisbane, as you said, head west, about 750 kilometres, you've got Charleville, and that's where the school base was. Right. And then you go another 300 kilometres west of that. Or 200, you get to Quilby, which is a little town of 400 people. Yep. And then another hour west again, that's Bungandere Station, which Stephen's family... Okay. How many acres are we talking now? 175,000. So... If you drive from Brisbane to the Gold Coast, that's going from one corner to the other. Mm-hmm. Eighty kilometres. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's good for perspective. Oh, hang on. When we drive from my house, from Brisbane to your house, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> rural and remote, right? Trishy, <laughs> who lives rurally and oh, remotely. You know, for me at the time, it's quite rural. <laughs> yeah, no, but I bet you felt the same thing too. So yeah, when you went to the sunny coast to. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I went the from farm. the sunny coast to Newcastle to Melbourne to Brisbane and oh, then wow. out to the farm. Mm. But like you, I knew no one mm. out there. You know, mm. you're away from that that friendship base of where you grew up, where you felt part of the community. Mm. And then mm. and a lot of times, especially in those rural environments, mm. there's a lot of people that have are born and bred and mm. already have that sense of community. Mm. And sometimes that's really hard to break into. Mm. Yeah, it is. But I also think mm. the further out you go, the more likely they are to rally around and embrace new people. Mm. Mm. But I think where I was, it's too close mm. yeah, yeah, to everything. Yeah, yeah So absolutely. people don't get mm. that. They don't make oh, as much of an effort. And especially mm. if they haven't moved, like I had moved, you know, to Newcastle, to Melbourne, not knowing anywhere, mm. not knowing anyone mm. for work. So you, when you've done that, you kind of get mm. that people need connection mm. and you make an effort. But mm. when people haven't put themselves in that environment, mm. they don't get that. So it's hard to, to break So to in. be able to tap into that, like my mm. closest town, Quilby, is an hour away. So that's where I go for my groceries. That's where I go to connect with other like-minded women. That's mm. where we go for our social life. Wow. So Are they all off properties as well or do some of them actually live in Quilby? Oh, no. No, that's fabulous. We've got a great community, really good. And I think for that same reason, Trish, because mm. we are, you know, it's another 200 kilometres before another town. Yeah. Everyone really, really relish. Oh, the, the youngies and the babies and they're just, they're all beautiful and they're yes. lovely. And I call them birth to death parties because oh, you'll go to a yes. party and there'll be the babies and then there'll be grandma and grandpa there as well. Yeah. And everyone just, yeah. and the best thing about it is I ended up being friends with, becoming friends and staying friends with people that I never otherwise would have even looked over the you yeah. know, the, the neighbourly fence with. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, mail comes twice a week. I've got actually, so I 
can bring up my little local gross, my little IGA, and it comes out on the mail truck. Comes out twice oh, a week. Wow! We've got a cold room, big setup, big kitchen. You know, catering sort of kitchen for cooking for you know staff when they're there. So on mm. the on the property, is it cattle? So we've got cattle, sheep, and goats. So don't think any farming. There's there's no water. It's in the Channel Country. So the beauty of the Channel Country is that it can rain up north. Yep. And the waters can come down for a thousand kilometres and then flood out and then. So it may not rain at home. Yep. But it, the waters can flood out and then you get the lovely growth as a result of that. Right. So, so you don't see the water. It's just that the growth. Well, you will you... see the water, but it'll come in. Fl- it'll come as a flood water through mm. a dry creek bed or mm. a myriad of dry river river systems. Mm. So when I talk about eighty kilometres away, so we've got a oh, there's a there's a big jump up. So I think sort of badlands kind of country, big jumpy jump ups and big sweepaways, and it's very dry, red dirt, yep. grey tinge. Those acacia, yeah. yes, mulga trees. That's kind of. Mm. Which has what a beauty like. all of its own. Oh, it's stunning. Mm. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Tell us the the sort of the best and the worst things about living so remotely because we can say that is very remote where you live. <laughs> yes. We can say that. Okay. 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 But then, close, I get it. No, I get it. No. I get it. <laughs> Hang on. Fair go though. I think I'm in the burbs. Yeah. Okay. There, there is. There is. There's a whole big central Australia that you and I don't know anything about. Yeah, true. So I still think I'm in the burbs because I can drive an hour to get my groceries. Yeah. Mm. We don't have to be choppered in. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best and the worst. Mm. The best and the worst. That has probably changed for me over the years yep. many times. Yep. At the moment, I would say the best thing that it involves or allows or facilitates a beautiful open space for our kids to build independence and build their own sense of self-worth. That's what's awesome. I'm going to tear up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yes. yeah it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Yep. It is. Our kids know how to take risks. Our kids know how to push the limits. They know when they've got to pull up. They know mm-hmm. They know what's going to hurt. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. I think. So, <laughs> yeah. How many children do you have? Five. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So ranging mm. from 15 to 22 now, so they're all jammed in. Yeah, and they're so jammed what, in. what ages, like, well, not ages, but what age were you when you were kind of, you know, from the first born to the last born? 28 to 35. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the best bit. What's the worst bit? Mm. Oh, gosh. I mean, you have to be super organised, like going back to yeah. your – it's great that you can call the IGA and, and your stuff yeah, comes out on the mail good, run as a backup. I'm really good at improvising with grocery – with, you mm. know, recipes. Surprise you must chef. be, especially if you've got to cook for staff. Oh, that would be a nightmare for me. Yes, Mel's not fond of the kitchen. <laughs> I'm not. I get in there every night and do my bit. I give it my all. <laughs> well, I don't give it I my all. I think she slightly so. resents it, but anyway – that's why I eat so many kettle fries while I'm cooking. <laughs> it's like comfort food. <laughs> What's the worst? The worst is drought. Yes. The drought, the, the worst is dealing with weather conditions and every farmer will yep. say it gets to a point where you've got nowhere else to go but you have to stay where you are. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Would, exa- yeah, yeah. That would it must create be. a lot of anxiety, oh, huge just, amount well, mental health in the bush is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Or ill, ill mental health, I will say. Yeah, that's right. And often it's connected to that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And particularly for the fellas that their their identity is connected mm. to the land. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the women, people, mm-hmm. anyone. I shouldn't have said that, but, yep. you know, particularly for the people that live and work with the land, mm. when 
when they're not able to do that, yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. I think, you know, it's, really it's that whole we kind of there is a problem and we will fix it mentality mm. or that, you know, I'm organised, I'm going to do this, this and this. Mm. But it's like, well, no, that's all out of my control. Mm. I have absolutely mm. no control over mm. this mm. circumstance. I do think we're getting smarter. I think we're getting much smarter. I think that drought preparedness is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in terms of watering points and fencing and yep. being, the ability to be able to provide water when there's nothing falling out yeah. of the sky, mm. yeah. utilising your artesian basin water, having strategic fencing so that therefore you can manage where your stock mm. can go. Because, you know, it does rain at the Gold Coast but not in Brisbane. Oh, so gosh, therefore yeah. I might have grass at the Gold Coast that I want to take my sheep down there. Yep. Yes. So you're so with true. me? So we yeah. need to, we need to be able to... It can be pouring here in Brisbane and then when I take the long drive home <laughs> out of Brisbane... It can be really quite dry. I can get onto the Warragoa Highway and it just dries up. Something you would have thought. Well, I remember when Brisbane was on those level six water restrictions mm. for those few years and I live on the Sunshine Coast and we had plenty of water. Yes. Yeah. That's extraordinary. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 And that's not far away. I don't live remotely. <laughs> no. I don't think you would really like to live remotely. <laughs> the other negative, the other bad thing, because mm. there's so many good things, but yeah. I will touch on this because it is, it's so important. And I guess because, oh, sorry, the, the next 10 years was retraining and becoming a nurse. So now that's yeah. a big part of why I want to say this is that healthcare. Like, it's so hard. Yes. So hard. Yes, it would be. Mm. It would so, be. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I mean does mm. Quilpie even have, they would have a little medical centre? Yep, we've got a medical centre. We've got a 10-bed um, hospital. hospital. We've got... With mm. nurse practitioner, I would imagine, rather than a doctor. No, we've got doctor. Sometimes we've got doctors. That yeah, a bit of a, yeah. It's a bit no, of a yeah, dirty word at the moment. It's just the shortage it, well, it's, worldwide Yeah, it's, it's so hard. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. so hard. And you don't have to go too far out of... Yeah, otherwise you'd have to go into Charleville. And was that a mm. part of the decision to retrain as a nurse, seeing the need for that out there? No. The reason I started studying... Well, back when I was a governess and I had done my gap year or whatever, I literally flipped a coin and said, what am I going to do next year? And heads it was nursing, tails it was teaching. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mother is a nurse. Yeah, so I've just come full circle. I think, you know, in that 10 years of having babies and I had my own challenges caught up in amongst it mm-hmm. and I'm happy to, to talk about that if you feel that would be helpful for others. But um, mm-hmm. it, that was one of the main reasons why I said, well, you know, I can actually now, I've been on the other side as a patient. Mm-hmm. It'd be really nice to give back and 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 help the community, help the people that I love, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Or, and, and even if they're not my loved ones, they're someone else's loved ones. They are. Yeah. It's such yeah. a good point, such mm. a good thing to remember. Mm. I think that might segue nicely. You could say something about it if you want to hear. Yeah. So we are going to ask Annabelle some more personal questions about those struggles, but we need to take a break and we'll be sure. back just after this. So 50s Tribe, let us tell you about one of our little favourite shopping haunts. Sweet Charlotte Studio. So they have two standalone stores on the Sunshine Coast. However, they have a really large online store and this is important for all our 50-ishers who don't live on the sunny coast yes, and can't access. Like me. If you live remote <laughs> like me, it's very handy. The website itself is so easy to navigate and you may even recognise some of the models when you go on there. Yes, because Trish and I are on there quite a lot. <laughs> (laughs) which is just an absolute thrill to do that. So, yeah, if you jump online, you will see 
us. Staff are super helpful. So if you are shopping online, you can always give them a call or reach out. Also, they have heaps of natural fibres, linens and silks and gorgeous relaxed styles that I absolutely love. Visit their website, sweetcharlottestudio.com.au to get 10% off your first order. Enter the code DGAF10. That's DGAF in capitals, 10. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Annabelle, you mentioned your interest in healthcare and the fact that you had been on the other side of healthcare as in receiving healthcare. Can you talk us through what happened? What was your journey there with in relation to your own health? So I guess when you have, well, not everybody, you, there's very few centres these days where you can birth children actually in the bush. There's a handful of them and I was an hour, three hours actually from Charleville where our closest, okay. so I chose, so we chose to have our kids in Brisbane and have the support there, you yeah. know, whilst you're waiting. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And you know that if something goes wrong, I want to... Mm. The whole scary yeah. if something goes wrong. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So Lockheed was as easy as they come when it's your first bub and then when I was 38 weeks pregnant with... Sophia, I went to see a lactation specialist because I had a a small, what I thought was a blocked milk duct. So that was on the Thursday. I had a biopsy on Friday and I had surgery on the the following Tuesday. Oh, hang on. Baby came out via Caesar in the middle of all of that. So, yeah, so that was pretty crazy. Um, Very crazy. Yeah. And even just the the hormones of mm. being that pregnant, mm. the hormones of actually having the Caesar and mm. having the baby and mm. then the emotion mm. tied in with that. Mm. Like, terif- that is terrifying. You're, ter- you're terrified you're going to die. Like, oh, oh gosh, yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. still, I still carry that with me of course. to a certain degree. Of course. Yeah, so Sophia went into the arms of, of Stephen, my husband, and my darling mum, and mm. they looked after her whilst, like, literally just kind of next door and used to bring her into sink because I couldn't, yeah, I had to get well. I had cuts all over me. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so then we went home. She was beautiful. She was the most darling baby. She just must have known that she had to behave. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I always always cry when I talk about this, so I just, I know how to talk through it. I know how to talk through it. Yeah, absolutely. I still do. And this is, you know, I was 28 and I'm now 50-something, so it's a bloody long time ago. Yeah, yeah, even so. Um, Yeah, so I went home and the hardest thing I had to do was get on a plane every three weeks and leave my two little babies. Oh, and gosh, go to Brisbane yes. and have treatment. So that's why I'm saying it's so tough when you yeah. live so far away trying to access your 
Yeah, so that's that was that. And we ended up with these two beautiful babies. The prognosis was great. Yeah. I had a lumpectomy, I had chemo, I had radiation. I said, you just throw it at me. I'm, yep, yep. The, and I had two beautiful little people that I had to get out of bed for every day. Yeah. yeah. So that was heaven. Yeah, was yeah. That was yep. the best thing because mm. you don't always have that reason to get out of bed when you're no, going don't. through that. So, yeah, yep. yeah. So we had a big break with of about four years and we decided we got we always wanted to have lots of kids, fill the house up, create the madness. Oh, yes. Love and uh, yeah, so we got through all the checks, came out the other side, got the magic five years. Yeah, yeah. I'd had, you yeah. know, we'd celebrated, yep. went on to have another three kids. Wow, it's extraordinary. Yeah, so healthy, beautiful babies. Our life was back on track. Well, we were in the middle of the drought and all those yeah. sorts of things, but health wise, yeah. we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were good. Yeah, and then Eve, who's the youngest, mm. she was two, mm. and I was diagnosed again. I had a, a lump the size of an orange mm. in my right in the same breast and it went from basically the size of a marble, which we were watching for a couple of years, to a fist in like weeks. Wow. I literally could see it growing. Yeah. Aggressive. So then it was a no brainer again. Mm. We just went straight into Yeah, I just yeah. I yeah. I, yeah. I had a full mastectomy, okay. bilateral mm. mastectomy. Yep. There was a bit of fun going on with that because the actual, there's a couple of different ways you can do bre- breast reconstruction, mm. but the way that I was able to do it, or well, my only option really, is when you take your belly fat, so you take yes. a little bit of muscle and a little bit of belly and then you transport it up to your chest. Mm. Yep. And When you but, say bilateral, do you mean both? Both, yeah. Thank you. Sorry, I should That's have explained okay. that. Um, yeah, so... But when we were talking, because you get to choose what size then. Yeah. And I was pretty flat chest, and I thought, yeah, no, I'd oh, I would mind a rack. <laughs> a little bit of shape. Yeah. A little bit of shape. Love it. But the specialist had said to me, and my husband said, will you just so... We look like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you come out with a huge rack. Will this be Annabelle? <laughs> yeah, well, that too. <laughs> do but do you said, have a catalogue? <laughs> Okay, so this is where the catalogue starts. I want them to be able to stand up by themselves. Well, they did because they were new. They were, but they had the newest breasts in the room. But so Stephen did a little bit of window shopping (laughs) to see which size he might like. Oh, what out in the community or in the catalogue? Well. I don't really want to say or know okay, how he yeah. found out what he yeah. wanted. Oh, okay. anyway, anyway, right. It was my choice in the end. I just joked. But the okay. funny thing yeah. was is that they said, so do you, what you need to be careful of is mm. that your breast tissue will behave the same way like your belly tissue does. Ah. So if you put on weight on your belly, you're yeah. gonna, your rack's going to get bigger. Yeah, well, I can tell you it does because that happens to me. That's <laughs> and well, in this me. menopause state the last few years, mm. I'm like, what is mm. going on? Mm. They're getting bigger and bigger and And bigger. I just remember a mate of Stephen was sort of explaining to one of our close mates, and he's like, oh, mate, are you going to feed her hot chips? <laughs> <laughs> Give the girl a family pack of Tim Tams somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so we came out the other side of that, yeah, just and radical. I think it's so important mm. when you're going through that mm. to have that fun, have that oh, dark humour, mm. inappropriate humour, whatever. Oh. Some people might be horrified, but I lean in hard, and I think that's very much the Australian way of how we get through things. Is oh, just, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. It's probably why I fit in well as a nurse too. Nurses have oh, got gosh, yeah. good, cracking good dark yeah. humours, yeah. sense of humour. So, well, you certainly yeah. bring an amazing life experience to your role as a nurse, don't you? Mm. Mm. So mm. I think that that would, I don't know, that would empower you in many ways. Mm. Like you would bring a special set of mm. skills. 
because I think anyone who's ever been in hospital, they will remember that special person oh, gosh, or yeah. that doctor or that, you know, mm. in the medical profession. It mm. may, may, you know, it might be an occupational therapist, it could be anyone Correct. Yes. who just took a little bit of time or just had that special something. I'm yeah. not going to say what that special is because it's different for everyone. Of course. And, and what I might do for you, Mel, or help yep. you through would be, you know, you, yeah. you two would be very different. So it's it's mm. becoming a nurse as an old, as a 50-something, yeah, it's, I guess I bring that, that life experience and yes. that I've got a really, really good radar on me. I've always had a really good yeah, radar yeah. on me. I know when yeah. things aren't right. Like I can mm. pick it up in the kids' voices and I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, can, sure. I can feel it if, yeah, I don't know. It's that intuition. It's on. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Mm. And also I think that being good with people but knowing and identifying the different personality types mm. and what's going to work with that person, mm. you know, mm. that would be mm. a huge skill. Mm. Mum has been in hospital a lot at the beginning of this year and I just... As you said, the nurses, the nutritionists, the mm. you know the people that come and deliver mm. the tea or whomever, like they make such a huge difference. Mm. Like a, mm. you know, a kind word, a you know, lovely Smile. gesture. Oh my gosh, yeah. Smile. Yeah. Free. Mm. Yeah. Just it makes a big difference. And that I've is complimentary. And, and as through they COVID, say in Castle. <laughs> and through COVID, I've learned how to smile with my eyes. Yes. Because yes, you're wearing your mask all the time, so I get very yes. good at raising well, when, eyebrows. Early in my career, when I was a receptionist, I was always told to smile when I answered the phone because they could hear it in your voice. So, oh, well, there you yeah. go. There you go. Mm. I'm. I've got a quick one there. Like, sure. what? How do you? Given that you do live where you do. How do you work as a nurse? Do you drive to Corby every day or so, are you doing telehealth appointments or? Um, no. So I was keeping, I would come in and I'd probably work for about a couple of weeks. I'd work in the nurse's quarters, I'd sleep, you know, stay in the nurse's quarters and then I'd go home on my days off. Come in where? Sorry, sorry. I, yeah, into Quilpie. So I would right drive here. for an yep. hour and that's yep. where I'd work, which is not uncommon which for is, people. Which is the, the, yeah, the little hospital. Yeah, the little, yeah. the little hospital, yeah. So I would work on the floor there as a, as a nurse. I, work, I also worked in the community. Yep. How was that, like during COVID, did it get out to Quilpie or were you kind of far um, enough away not? Well, well, we were actually really quite removed from it, to be honest. Yeah. It was, yeah. particularly if you lived on a station. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So good. Because yeah, yeah. my niece, she was teaching at Surratt and, yeah, okay. you know, she was like, I can't, I'm not coming home from the weekend to the coast where her mm. family were because I just cannot risk taking it back mm. to that town. Yeah, like, we were you know, the same. It's not there. They were yeah. so vulnerable. And, yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, Annabelle, you talk about you have a long-term passion for wide open spaces, education and living life to the fullest. So I love those. So tell me why and what's that all about? I think I'm solar-powered, essentially. So, oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. get me outside, keep me... Vitamin the, yeah, D. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that involves... So even when I... My favourite type of painting to do is painting on, on plein air. Mm. So which basically means I take an old... What do you call it? Ironing board. Take an old ironing board, which I'd use as my easel, and I'll go and set up and I'll paint out in the landscape. Oh, which, oh nice. Um, yeah. And so you're able to get the feeling of being in those wide open spaces, your emotions, and, and it comes straight mm. onto the canvas straight away that's mm. stunning um, we talk a lot about meditation and that mm. to me just sounds oh, like a like, brilliant form like of a meditative oh, activity yes <laughs> absolutely it is yeah. and, I, and I love walking so that's again connecting with nature again what we do on the station everything is connected with the wide open spaces with with mm. what we do we work with the land education is always that was the other point that 
we're, yeah, I'm really passionate about it. I mean, I came from an educated family. Stephen's from an educated family. His mother was a bloody legend. She taught, there were nine kids in their family, Gosh. and she taught every single one of them through School of the Air. And, you know, they've all gone on to be yeah. amazingly clever yeah. human beings. Yeah, so... And I worked as a as a distance education yeah. teacher, so I was on the other side of the microphone as well. So I taught that, and then when you homeschool your own kids, and I know if any of your listeners, you, you know, you just get a connection with, with what they learn like nothing else, mm. and I'm a big fan of distance education. Yeah, of course. Mind you, I think it was, I don't know if I, I just don't know if I'd still do it if I had a school down the road though. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. So yeah, I guess yeah. you just, yeah, you make the most of what you've got and, and mm. there was never dragging the kids out of the schoolroom if we needed to muster. It was always... If, if that came first. That was the priority and yeah, still okay. is. And, yeah, of and, I, and part of the reason of me choosing nursing to go back in and retrain, I think as the kids have become older, it's so important for them to see that we are able to retrain, oh, yeah, that yeah, we are yeah. able to do new things, that we can change, we can be... Yeah, yeah. Um, we're adaptive. Yeah. We're, yeah. 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 So yeah. Good we're doing things that see. we're passionate about. Yeah, and you yeah. can change. You don't, yeah. you know, work is 90% of your day. You need to be yeah. loving it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or, or it's a stepping stone to where you need to get to. Yeah. And that's okay too. But you can smile and not really like doing data entry or whatever it is. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I do sometimes at the moment. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I'm yeah. hearing you. And I do a little bit of accounting for our business. Mm. It's not my strength. Yeah, no. No. I think Mark has identified that it's not my strength. <laughs> yeah. So he does it. Yeah. He does it as well. And living life to the fullest. So do you feel like you have an additional sense of that given your experience with your health battle? Yeah, I do. Mm. I think when you are, and you know, if I, I'm a big believer in that everybody in the room's got a story. So this is just yes, my yeah. story, and I'm and, and we are too. We're big yeah. believers in that. Yeah, and so I've just sort of said how it rolled for me, but that you know, there's so many. It's not even better or worse. Different stories out there of, mm. the, of a similar kind of kind of ilk. But I think when in my situation, I was faced with death let's be honest yeah. twice yeah and it is t it is t terrifying yeah when particularly I think when I ha had little people yes and mm. I knew that if I went yeah they yeah. would be motherless and I yeah. think yeah that's, that's huge that made it yes, particularly it's, not, it's it, yeah it's like you can do yeah. anything to me but when it affects my kids then that's yeah. gonna really yeah and mm. and I was looked up you know we live yeah. in a first world country correct um, I, I I have enough education you know to to afford money to get me the you know the health care that mm. I needed or to come Correct. to Brisbane to do yes, which not right. everybody had that's right so I was very very fortunate for that but yeah yeah so, so yeah. Annabelle do you still have to be monitored for the cancer or nothing left to monitor monitor so once yeah. you yeah. have them threw it over yeah, my shoulder great yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah so now I'm at risk of anything like any other 50 something yeah, okay. yes yeah. Yep. yep no more mm. no less just mm. so yeah. you're back mm. to the sort of level playing field really mm. isn't it for yeah. want of a better term mm. just means yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so but tell eyes wide open mm. taking oh well yeah you've got so to be grateful yeah. for every day yeah. you know and i i am i am honest about possibly my health in my 20s and what may have... Yeah, there's a bit of bad luck that went into it, but I wasn't looking after myself well. I don't oh, think a lot I of us are in our 20s. I think I can relate to that. Mm. Yes. 
Yeah, mm. very much so. Mm. So tell me, is there anything that you miss about living oh, in? That's a good question. I know you said you live in the burbs, yeah. but like in the yeah in the suburbs. Here we go. Here we go. Another dig at the rural lady. <laughs> <laughs> Not the real rural lady. The semi-rural. What lady. do I miss? Or is there anything? Is there you might anything? miss nothing. Best of both worlds. I'm I'm curious. Ah, uh, just my family. That would be it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it. most yeah. of your family are still in. Yeah. 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 Mm. And we don't have any of those five kids. No one's at home now. Yes. <sighs> yes. So when they go away to boarding school, we kind of got missed that next chapter. But mm. yeah, they go down. Well, they've in our situation, they came to Brisbane at the age of twelve. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Literally, like they're moving out of home. So yeah. I do. I miss. I miss my kids and I miss my family. And I'm yeah. and it, particularly when there's something really cool on yes. or there's something really yeah. shitty going on and you can't be there. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be yeah, as FOMO. simple as as simple as Eve at the moment, our baby, is begging us to come down and watch her debate. She's oh. a good debater. You would be oh. the youngest of I don't five. Know where too. she gets that from. <laughs> no. And every time she talks to me on the phone, she said you'll be here on the oh, phone. Darling oh, darling girl. Anyway, anyway, so it's just little things like that. Yes. Those sorts of things, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't be a part of their lives. Yeah, in the same way. As you can't be in two places once. Mm. But then it's interesting because it's the it's the life that you and Stephen have on the property that it is actually enabling their lives in Brisbane. Yeah, and they which kind is a great of life end up in, as well. Well, they're open or they're they're experiencing the. Well, we think the best of both worlds. Yes. They're getting well, a good yeah. education. I mean, we that's... wouldn't send them away at 12 if we didn't value education. Correct. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So when it's mm. time to muster and do all the kids, you know, like if it's holiday time or whatnot, does everyone get in and... Oh, it's a scream. Oh, I can mm. imagine. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And we've just finished shearing, which is a really busy, crazy time. So yeah. we get a whole group of contractors that come in mm. and they live in our space for three weeks or whatever. And do you um, cook for all of them or do you get contractors to come in and do all the cooking so and stuff So there's as a well? shearer's cook yeah, and then I, we, whatever, whoever can at the time cooks for the kids and the, we've just got one, we're pretty yeah. quiet sort of, well, we're not quiet, but we have a small, <laughs> yes. small operation, I guess. Yeah. But when all the kids are home, yeah, it's a hoot. So they've, the kids all went back to, put, so we got a lot, we, we do a lot of our stock work, a lot of our mustering on the holidays. Yeah. A little mm. bit of slave labour, the kids call it. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. That's okay. But now, and so they've all gone back to boarding school or uni or whatever. So we've been out doing the mustering, picking up the jibs and drabs yep. and bringing them into the yards. And you'll just be going along and you'll see this like, Donut like <laughs> rill in the dirt, mm. like a full circle, almost like a little UFO is dropped mm. down there or somewhere. And that's the kids doing burnouts on their oh, bikes yes. whilst yes. they're mustering. And it could be literally in the middle of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. And you'll see these little, yeah. or there'll be an ant nest and there'll be the, like this burnout timer. Oh, with, right with, on it. Cut with this yes. channel right through the middle of it. And, yeah. Yeah, we know what goes on. We can yes. see it. There's the evidence. Well, you let me know if you need another couple of hands out there and I'll send my two out. They could do with a bit of it. Yeah, oh, sounds you'll, you'll see some more burnout marks from <laughs> yeah. Highly. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. But it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. And you must Good love it when that house is full. Mm. And I know that, you know, I may not live as far as you mm. but and have as many kids, but mm. I just love it when they come home and that mm. house is full or the friends yeah. are there or, yeah, I can't get enough of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Best thing ever. So what's next? What's next in your story? Well, <laughs> I'm not quite 10 years yet, so I think I've probably got a few more years left in me, uh, another five of nursing. I'll get my kids okay, through, yeah. get our children. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Our children through boarding school. <laughs> you don't know. 
So I guess it's all about finding that purpose or where. And I think, I I don't know, maybe you guys have found with your 50-something, you know, it. you are sort of looking for a little bit of the next purpose or the next... Well, we're living longer. That's the yeah. thing. And mm. we're living longer and we're healthier, mm. you know, than the generations before mm. us. They yeah. were older and weren't as healthy. So now we're living longer, but we're actually mm. vital for longer. So mm. I, th- I think my next... <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> my next stage is going to be, because I said to my kids the other day, what What am I really good at yes. that I'm better at someone else that would be, that I can help someone else? Oh, this is this is Peter Quarry. Yeah, Peter yeah, Quarry. Yeah. So this is what I'm thinking. Can you yeah. tell me, kids? And they went, well, you're really good mum. I went, uh, yeah, well, but I'm already doing that. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe you need to be a grandma. I said, no, 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 not, not no. yet, not yet. So I think in the interim, mm. until I can be a second mum again, Yeah. I'm trying to turn this little 50-something body into a pretzel kind of yogi teacher? Yes! Really? Yes. And I'm hoping I can just be the world's oldest Jillaroo and just go and yes. be at home and work at home yeah. and not have to go elsewhere Beautiful. to earn money well, or you know, not have to get on a Zoom meeting yeah. every day and yeah. I just want to... And with your yep. yoga teaching, you can do that yeah. via online to mm. other rural oh, ladies. Oh, no. No? no, no, no you no, don't no. want to do that? No, it's about connection. Connection, okay. Yeah. It's All about... Right. Finding like mine, it, and it's and again, it's about giving back to a community that yeah doesn't have that space. Well, yes, is that mm. a frustrating thing? Because mm. I know I love to do things. Mm. I love trying new things, like mm. you know, whether it be you know yoga or this or mm. that or mm. whatnot. Is that part of the frustration when you love doing something like that, but it's not available in Quilby? Oh, if you want to do so- no, no, the flip side, it's the complete opposite. If you want something, you make it happen. Yeah, okay, mm. got you. So, yeah. you know, we ran artist camps at home. There was yeah, nowhere else you. that I could find where you had artist camps where people would actually come into our environment and paint and be a part of it. So we just started it. Oh, I love wow. it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and I think that a lot of bush people are like that because they have I to. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Oh, hang on, I haven't seen my friends for a while. Oh, well, we'll just have a barbie tonight. Yes. We don't have yeah. a restaurant down the road. Yeah. So you just make it happen. Yeah, nice. There's plenty of people that come along for the ride for that, which is completely fine because everyone's different in yes. their... You know, they're either an organiser or they're not or they're... Yeah, 100%. Just make it happen. I like that. Mm. Mm. No, I like it too. So, Annabelle, when... I'm sorry to keep going back to this, but I find it quite interesting. When you went through your treatment and when you had your mastectomy, etc., how does that affect your hormones? Like, we're all talking about, you know, perimenopause and menopause, etc., when you have that treatment, did that send you into menopause earlier? So it depends. Every, every in my case, breast cancer is is different. And mine in particular was, the best way I can describe it, was estrogen fed. So it was actually, yes. Yes. it was getting the, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess it was fed. So part of my treatment was that I used to get a horse needle and it was huge <laughs> in my belly once a month. And it would inject this little anti-hormone, if you like, to switch off the pituitary gland in my brain so yeah. that I didn't have estrogen. Yeah. And as 50-somethings, we all know what happens when you lose, when your hormone. Yes, yes. we so, do. We so do. 28, I was thrown into menopause overnight. Wow. And holy smokes, that was like going through a tidal wave in, I don't know, Saigon or somewhere. It was mm. so bloody hot. And then... Again, as part of my treatment at 35, when I had my bilateral mastectomy, like I was talking about before, part of that was removing my ovaries. Oh, I, nice. I chose to. Like yeah, it, was yeah, all, yeah. it was all yeah. a choice. Because it if all it's a not choice. there, 
They can't get cancer. Yeah. yeah. So that's and oh my god, it was yeah, it was life altering. It was because it would have mm, just hit happened all overnight. at once. There was no little bit yeah. by little bit. It so was everything just that bang. we're experiencing now is as you know when you're perimenopausal or menopausal, you know your skin starts to get dry and everything gets saggy and everything hurts and you can't sleep and blah blah blah. So that was happening to me at. 35. So uh-huh. I've got some cracking good wrinkles, I reckon, because A, I live in the bush, <laughs> and B, I started this process a lot oh, earlier than everyone yes. else. I can't so see from, them. From 28 to 35, like, so after the treatment stopped, your body then went back. Yes, it did. Regular. Mm, yeah. Because okay. then we went on to have other children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, I think, from what mum yes. told me many years ago, how it happened. Yeah, happens. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why I was wondering. <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute, hang on, hang on. Yeah, wow, yeah. so 35, shut Yeah, up, so at the age of 35 I'm having discussions with 60-year-old women and I'm sitting there like at a party just going, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah. they, they literally look, oh, no, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. I said, oh, yeah, oh, I do. Yes. Oh, no, you don't. Oh. And I thought, mm, do I tell them the whole big story or yeah. do I just smile? I went off and And then smile. when yeah. your friends of a similar age group start going through it, you're <laughs> like, ah, been there, done that, know what you're talking about, yeah. sucked in. Just wait. Oh, no, just yeah. wait. no, 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 plenty of compassion. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was quite a quick little thing that yeah. how it came about. Wow. Yeah. So unfortunately, we're running out of time, but mm. I'm sure you have so many more stories that I would love to hear. Mm. We need to do our wrap up question. Sure. If you could time travel, what would fifty-ish Annabelle say to oh. her twenty-ish self? What advice? I actually think that I would say just go a bit gentle, fast girl. Just be kind to your body. Look after it a little bit better. Don't jam so much crap down your throat. And yeah, mm. I think I would just I would be healthier. Mm. I would be healthier, more mindful of the health. Yeah, I mm. think I would. Yeah. Kind of wasn't a thing. Well, I just think at twenties we're, like, we're still just invincible. Thing. Things don't no, happen do. to you. It happens so to other people. So much time in front mm. of you that mm. you don't have to worry about those mm. things. Mm. Not I mean, really, you are just worried about where you're going to go for your next drink. Mm, absolutely. And what you're going to wear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, was cleaned, what, what was clean that, could, that you could yeah, wear? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that value your body and that's going to have to carry you a long time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not just to the next party, <laughs> the next yeah. drink or the next outfit. Yeah, I think that would be my yeah. I, yeah. great advice. And, you know, probably a lot of these questions when we ask this and people will give their advice and you go, mm. you know what, it's the same advice I'd give myself right now. Mm. Be Better to kinder to yourself. Be healthier. Be, you know. But not even be herb. Uh, just be be who you actually are. You know, yeah. who, what physically and mentally, what actually are you? You know, you, you're a machine that needs to be fed, and, yeah. and a machine that needs to be moved, and a, ma- a yep. machine that needs to be able to think clearly. Yeah, yeah connection. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So it's not, and you know, we do that better. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Mm, agree. Mm. We all agree. So that's so much for coming in and telling your story so generously. I hope it's been helpful. Yeah, I always, I love banging on about the bush and how good it is. Mm. And even if you just have a minute to talk to someone who you hear there from the bush or you get to go an hour west and have a look at those wide open spaces or, you know, Mm. just, or find your, find your spot. It might be on the beach. You know, it might be. I was about to say. You can find it wherever it is, that that, that spot. I need a little bit of vitamin C every now and again. Mm. I need to duck myself. I I need the ocean. And I know that this, what I'm about to say, will almost sound counterintuitive, but living so remotely would almost feel claustrophobic to someone like me because I must be near the ocean. Mm. I must be near water. 
So you got the, the ocean. If I don't, yeah, yeah. Love. I'm like you. Again. Don't like being stuck inside. Love mm. wide open spaces so I can visit it. Mm. But I need to get back to the ocean. Mm. So that would be my place. Mm. You know mm. that I have mm. found that I need to mm. be happy. Can you I need let to be near me know next time the must is on? Because I think I'd like to come out. Oh, you want to come kitchen. and be? You want to come and be doing burnouts, but I can help in the kitchen. You know? I, no, I love mustering. I love it. We do. We muster when we go back to the farm in New Zealand. Yeah. My husband's. Oh, you go. You got two hands full oh, free. Love it. Yeah, yeah, love it. Do you know what tongue in cheek we call people like, like us? Oh, you know, go for it. Helpers. Helpers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got I'm some to be helpers a helper. coming. Oh, my, oh, my and you say that because you know that we're not going to be much help. My I'll have you know, to... Annabelle Telly, I will be helpful. <laughs> my father-in-law used to give me some very direct feedback. So I did in my younger years. So I did learn. One of my... So I fucked up a few. So, yeah. One of my <laughs> that doesn't um, go down well with farmers. friend's mothers said to me, Trish, if I can give you any advice when you move out to the property, just don't make yourself too helpful. <laughs> <laughs> or you get invited back. Oh, my gosh. Terrible. I remember going over to the cattle yards and I was thinking, you know, I'm nailing this. I took over some fucking muffins in a little basket with a Good. tea towel on it. Oh. <laughs> Fruit cup cordial, you oh, know, <laughs> all over it. I'm thinking I, I am filling this role. Yes. And then I looked and I saw the dogs lying on the ground and they were chewing something and I was trying to work out oh, what was oh going no. on and then I realised that they were castrating and what they were chewing and I spun on my heel and I don't think I've been back to the yard since. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm getting a visual now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call the RSPCA. Is that even legal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and farmers hate people like us. And then us. the smell so of the true. branding. I'm like, darling, maybe uh, to cook the scones. But, but remember, I'm the up? boss. So yes. therefore I will say come. You are welcome. Anytime. Yes, yes, you are the boss. You're right, and we love that. So that's it from us today. We hope you've enjoyed our chat with the truly fabulous Annabelle Tully, another awesome 50-isher, flying under the radar, just doing her thing and being freaking awesome in the process. Don't forget to stay in touch. Follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 or email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to discuss or if you'd like to put yourself or someone you know forward to be a guest, go to our website, www. While you're there, sign up to be part of our 50 try. Trish is being really mean, everybody. I, I actually I do listen sometimes and think I've got to be kinder. I'm being a bit you are too kind. cheeky. You are kind. I'm only joking. Also, very importantly, if you've got a moment, please leave us a rating and review. I may have done a little how true video on our socials. You did. That was great. Thanks. Better than it what I could while, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you did the voiceover as well. I had to Google its ass how to do it. <laughs> I have to Google its asset to do everything these days. Remember, gorgeous 50-ishers, life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and ageing is an absolute privilege and just being awesome is our right. Absolutely. As Thanks, Annabelle. Our beautiful guest, Annabelle, has just reminded us again. to one of our close mates, he's like, oh, mate, are you going to feed a hot chips?
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.